to deep dive a little bit more uh, on Sandy Alderson, the man. And, and who better to talk to about that than uh, the guy who wrote the book on Sandy Alderson, literally. And we're joined right now by Steve Ketman, author of Baseball Maverick, how Sandy Alderson revolutionized baseball and revived the Mets. And Steve, we, we thank you so much for making time for us tonight. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, what was um, you know, what, what was your reaction? And, and maybe if you heard some of Sandy's comments uh, earlier today, he's so almost matter of fact about a, a recurrence of the cancer. And he basically finished the press conference today with, this isn't Disney World. We, we have to deal with life as it presents itself, and I'm okay with that. Uh, are you surprised at all at how uh, Sandy Alderson, uh, you know, took this on uh, today? Not at all. Um, I mean, you know, I did write the, a book about his whole life, and I, you know, spent a lot of time talking to him about his experiences in Vietnam. And people forget, you know, he was in combat. He he was a company commander briefly, and uh, he saw a lot of things happening. He saw, you know, people lose their life. He at one point had to defuse a uh, improvised explosive device himself, you know, as the officer there. So, you know what, his whole life, I think he's kind of been a little bit uh, of the of the perspective that you never know what's going to happen next. And he and I have had, you know, many conversations about the cancer, of course, uh, not in the last few weeks, but since uh, since it first became an issue for him. And anyone who goes through cancer knows that, you know, every four months you get tested and you and you just know that it, it might come back. So what I'm hearing, uh, you know, uh, just indirectly, uh, and the indications I have are that, you know, I, I think there's all there's room to be optimistic for Sandy Alderson, you know, the man. Um, I do think, though, it's a, you know, a big loss for the organization. And, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of us, uh, including, I'm sure, many listening right now. We we really thought that this Mets team with Alderson at the helm would, uh, you know, do a little bit more. Uh, there was uh, there was just a feeling there was so much talent, so many things lined up. And I think that's one aspect of today, and and I think that's one reason why for Sandy uh, it was a little emotional because this is, uh, you know, he may be back, that's possible, but it's possible he won't be. And so uh, it's just a little sad to have this come to an end. And he said today he's disappointed to have left Mets fans in this situation, and he's not someone who I, I felt reached out to the fans a, a ton in his time, uh, you know, he has those quips, and, and he can be very funny, but it also can detach him from the team in a way that at times has rubbed uh, the fan base the wrong way. But I, I think, um, you know, one thing that became clear uh, reading Baseball Maverick was how much Sandy Alderson cares about winning and losing. And even if he has a, a joke in a press conference, you got to watch some of the games with him and, and see those temper tantrums that, uh, you know, any Mets fan could rival with uh, you know, Sandy at the, in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I talked about this before when I was on, you know, throw a damn fastball, you know, and <laughs> him getting very upset. And there's no question he suffered with, with every win and every loss. But, you know, one thing I would share with, with listeners is uh, again, I've known Alderson a long time. I was a San Francisco Chronicle beat writer going way back and covered him in those days and uh, and then, of course, studied his life for the book. And every step along the way, whether he was in the Marines, whether he was uh, at 8th and I in, in Washington, which is the Marine barracks, where he was a young officer side-by-side side with really the top military uh, you know, future leaders of, of his time, Pete Pace and other guys like that. 
And then, of course, in Oakland, where he mentored Billy Bean, J.P. Ricciardi, uh, you know, was part of that as well. Mm -hmm. And Alderson has always really had a knack for making people around him better. He, he's not threatened by strong personalities. He likes smart, capable people. And he, I think, has done a great job of bringing people forward. You know, John Rico, I think, was always a very talented executive, but I think he's really developed under Alderson's, uh, you know, uh, leadership, if that's the word. So I think the Mets are in very good hands right now. We're talking again with uh, author Steve Ketman, baseball maverick, how Sandy Alderson revolutionized baseball and revived the Mets. Came out a few years ago, but still a, a great read, especially at this time. And, um, you know, how about, how does a guy go, and, and I know it's stuff you explore in the book, but how does a guy go from the Marines and Harvard Law School to becoming a longtime general manager and baseball executive like Sandy? Pretty randomly, yeah. It's a, <laughs> I don't know about you, but my life path has taken a few surprising turns. And, uh, I think it's something about Sandy uh, that I think was lost a little bit of just, uh, you know, in today's uh, discussions, just how influential he was in baseball. You know, so much of what happens now has to do with everything they did in Oakland. It wasn't only Billy. It was his. I mean, it wasn't only Sandy. It wasn't only Billy. Uh, there were other people as well. But, you know, for, for Alderson, I think uh, it was a lot of fun to try to rethink things and to try to do things different ways. And I think that, you know, he really enjoyed in his time with the Mets being back, you know, with the guys. And it's not always guys, men and women, of course, but just uh, working uh, elbow to elbow with a lot of people. And he loves that uh, being in the action thing, you know, um, which is why a guy who could have done a lot of things. I, um, I happened to see him when he was teaching at the UC Berkeley Graduate School of Business, the Haas School, deliver a, you know, stunning lecture. It was so effective. He could have taught at any business school. Um, but this is really what he loved doing. So he was doing what he loved doing all these years. What would you say is the biggest impact Sandy Alderson has made on the game of baseball? I think the single biggest impact is who the decision makers are. Um, you know, Billy Bean likes to talk about how he, after Moneyball came out, how he would get, uh, you know, instead of getting 12 resumes for some assistant GM or assistant to the assistant GM job, all of a sudden he'd get 1,000, and they would be, you know, PhDs from Harvard and MIT and everything. So there's no question that a lot more brain power has been brought into the front office. I'm of the school who thinks there needs to be a further adjustment of how we use all that brain power. I don't think analytics are uh, a magic wand, but that was always what Alderson represented. Bring in good people and then trust their creativity. And that didn't just mean punching a few buttons and using an equation. It meant always remembering the human side. So I, th I think that will be his legacy. And he seemed to, as you mentioned, the analytics to, to still be uh, learning and, and taking some things in as far as that goes. I remember hearing him speak a couple months ago to some season ticket holders, and he was discussing uh, exit velocity and how this was a metric that the organization used a lot, and, and one of the reasons they loved Eric Campbell and kept him around, even though he, he was never that effective. And then you know they realized, well, you got to combine it with launch angle, otherwise you're just you know, hitting a bunch of lineouts to players. But um, you know, do, do you do you sense he's a, uh, the kind of person that you know, even at 70 years old still – um, you know, enjoying learning aspects of the game and, um, you know, moving forward in that way? 
Absolutely. There, I forget their names, but there were a couple of younger guys who were the real, uh, you know, brains down in the, in the, you know, the statistics guys. And uh, he loved talking to them, and he loved hearing about the latest thing that they were working on. But to to put it in a bigger uh, context, back when Alderson was, you know, revolutionizing baseball, a lot of this stuff was more theoretical. It was it was about different ways of thinking. And what has happened is we've got a lot more actual data with launch angles, as you say, velocity. And we're moving toward, you know, high-resolution cameras that capture more and more and more information so that things like, uh, you know, defensive statistics are are really real-world factually based. And so that's something that's happening right now, year by year. And, of course, that's something that Alderson finds really fascinating because this all becomes a lot more useful when it really is connected to reality. It's not a, a fictional construct, you know, of this is how it ought to be. Mm. No, 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 this is how it is. We know that because we have this data now, which we did not have before. All right, uh, Steve Ketman, and you can check out the book once again, Baseball Maverick, How Sandy Alderson Revolutionized Baseball and Revived the Mets. And, Steve, thanks again for uh, sharing you know, some, some Sandy Alderson stories with us tonight. My pleasure, and I, you know, I'm just wishing Sandy the best. I know the prognosis. Um, I'm hoping it's pretty good, but along with uh, you and a lot of people out there, I'm just wishing him the best. And he's got to, uh, you know, pull his strength together for what comes ahead. And uh, I think our thoughts are, are with.